Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. It's good to have you guys in the house. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. From God our Father and our Lord, Jesus Christ. It is, an, it is great to have you in the house with us this morning. I believe something good will happen for us and in us today. Amen. Well, it's good to see your faces. Um, Pastor is, is, is back now, so I'm back. Praise the Lord. So I'm glad to be here. I believe God's going to say something to us. sweater I see you all you look so good in your sweaters we're gonna have a good time afterwards amen we got games and everything and so we we excited and we're not gonna be long so we can get to the festivities but I believe God is gonna do something for us last week give it up for Pastor Vernon Hill senior OG preached a message last week entitled hanging here and um, I called my dad after service. I said, hey, look, man, you're stealing my thunder. I told him, like, hey, I had the same type of message for this Sunday, Doc. Like, what you doing? <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about anything, and it was so funny that he would uh, go in that direction. And so today's message is kind of a branch off of that. Um, the Lord has been dealing with me that in these last few weeks as we go into another year you gotta be reminded of the assurance that we have within so turn with me this morning I want to speak to you briefly uh, go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 12 I mean verse chapter 4 verse 7 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 it's on the sc- it's on the screens of you online god bless you i see y'all in there good to see your faces in the chat well second corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 it reads but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we are perplexed but not in despair Persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11 says, For we have, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Verse 12 says, So then death is working in us, but life. And you, I want to talk to you from the message entitled The Treasure Within. The Treasure Within. Say to yourself, I have treasure within me. Ladies and gentlemen, to cut straight to the chase to let you know all that's going on, we're in 2 Corinthians. Paul is talking to the church of Corinth. And in his and in his message to the Corinth, what I like about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it's such a rich book. When you get a chance, read it. He starts off by talking about how 
because of this ministry and this apostolic ministry or the call of God, right? They don't lose heart because they've experienced the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. They've experienced this light of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus says that I am the light of the world. He says, I am the light. And, he's, and, and, and those who come under this light, what he's talking about is the truth. He's saying truth when those who come under this truth, when they're illuminated to the reality of where they were and understanding their depravity and understanding that through the truth of Jesus Christ, understanding what the gospel is, the gospel in brief and short is, listen, that we were far away from God because of the fall of one man, Adam. Because of the fall of one man, Adam, all of us have now sinned because of him. Because of sin now, because of Adam, we were at enmity with God, meaning that we were destined for hell and damnation. Meaning that, ladies and gentlemen, that in brief, that we are deserving the full wrath of God. All right? You are deserving of the full wrath of God. Because your humanity will never allow you to live up to the standard of God. So all throughout the Old Testament, you see that the law was in place at the time of Moses. The law, ladies and gentlemen, it was not flawed. The only flaw of the law was that we couldn't live up to it. But the law itself was good. Uh, but the law could never bring you life. The law could never redeem you. The law could never set you free. All it could do is remind you of how far you are and how far you have fallen. So that's why we need Jesus. Hey everyone, it's Elder Brittany from Transformation Christian Fellowship and I'm so excited to announce that this Sunday is the start of our year-end offering, Rooted. With our year-end offering, Rooted, we are coming together to make a spiritual investment into the new year, expecting a great bountiful harvest in our lives and, and also the lives of our church and also to be able to expand and evangelism and outreach and all of our community social initiatives for us to continue to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. We ask that you will join us and so in a minimum of $25 above the tithe and we ask that you pray over it and believe God to see a bountiful harvest in the new year. And remember, transformation starts here. I know that some of you may think that he's made up and that some may are, are, are putting out there that he, the Europeans made him up and all of this stuff like that. But Jesus is a real figure. He exists. He's not a mythological figure like Zeus or Hercules and all of that stuff that you see or was made. No, 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 no. Jesus was an act. Jesus came through 42 generations, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, John would tell us that we beheld him uh, as the only begotten uh, son of the father full of grace and truth John would tell us that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God meaning that Jesus did not he was not created but he already was that Jesus says that I am the way the truth and the life if you have oh my God they asked some Lord show us the father he says I am he if you've seen me you've seen him the ladies and gentlemen what Jesus was trying to tell people and why they were so mad about him is that Jesus made claims to be God and some people will argue that Jesus never claimed himself to be God but I would beg to argue though he may not have said it out of his mouth he did say it he didn't say the words for 
verbatim, but when he said to them that before Moses was, I am, and that Moses said that he would have rejoiced to see my day. Why would they get so mad at Jesus and want to kill him? Because at that moment, he said that he was God. Whenever he put the I am statements, the Hebrews knew that that was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What am I trying to tell you that Jesus is who he says he is? And what backs up his claim is an empty tomb. See, a lot of other gods can say that they're God, but they can't say that they got up from the grave. A lot of people can make an argument to say that you God. How are you going to be God? You dead. Why are people mad at Jesus? Because let me tell you something. Nobody scrutinizes a lie. <laughs> Nobody got to scrutinize a lie. You don't have to scrutinize. Why is Christianity the most persecuted? Why is Christianity the most scrutinized religion? Why is it the most criticized? I'll tell you why. Because in our claim, we claim that there was a man named Jesus who ascended from the throne of God, who is God, the second person in the whole Godhead. Not out of rank, but that's when he came. And so he becomes, and he comes down here, and he redeems man. Man, and he says that I am God and he told people you destroy me I'm getting back up in three days and so what was the argument about why would they try to put lies out there and said that the disciples stole his body and make all of these claims I tell you why because Jesus really got up there was oh my god there was Josephus who is a historian would tell you that Jesus and the noise of Jesus in Jerusalem that people were in uproar because word came out that the stone has been rolled away behold the stone who the builders rejected have become the chief cornerstone hallelujah is this making sense to you this is the claim of the gospel our claim ladies and gentlemen is to tell you that if you give your life to this man the God that he would transform your life that's our claim that's what we believe and there have been many men and women who have thought that this wasn't real the man that is talking to us today was a opponent of the church <laughs> he didn't believe in this claim Paul was out here persecuting because he didn't believe what they were saying. It was hypocrisy. It was blasphemy. Until he came into it face to face. There is an account in scripture in Acts chapter 9. Where Jesus knocks him off of his high horse. On this road called Damascus. And he tells, at the, at the time his name was Saul, and he says, hey, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You're not persecuting them. When you per See, when, when the enemy tries to come for you, he's coming for me. You don't understand because Jesus stands up for his bride. He stands up for his church. He, he, he says, listen, upon this revelation, the gates of hell will not prevail. It, it, it should not prevail. And, and at that moment at the Damascus Road experience, ladies and gentlemen, Paul saw what they've been talking about all this time. Yeah. Let's go down your road. You were not a believer at first. 
I don't care if you grew up in church, don't mean that you believed. Hallelujah. But it was not until all of that stuff you heard your grandmother or your mother or your father say, where it then became real for you. You don't got salvation. In, and let me tell you something. And salvation is not inherited. You got to believe for yourself. My salvation can't save my son. He got to come into it for himself. Hallelujah. Your salvation can't save your family member. Only they can come into it for themselves. You feel what I'm saying? Look at somebody. I got a treasure within. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Paul says, because of the light, I don't lose heart. Because I understand the power of this gospel. Ah, I don't lose heart because I understand what I have that's within. Because what, what we have to understand is this, ladies and gentlemen, how Romans 8, chapter 1, verse 16, uh, chapter 8, verse 16 would tell us, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for unto it is the power of salvation. Our claim is that it's the power to save your soul. Why is it that I can do all of these things and try to express some type of level of spirituality, but yet I still feel empty within because you don't have the truth. <laughs> Jesus said it is the truth that sets you free. It's not me. Listen, I don't got no problem with yoga, but I can try to go to mental state all I want to and still feel empty because I'm missing the truth. <laughs> Come on in here. I can try to do any other spirituality thing I want to do but it's the truth that's missing <laughs> Vernon it's because of this truth that I have life and have it more abundantly it's because of this truth that Jesus did die that he was buried that he rose again and he ascended to the right hand of the father that I can come into having this life that if any man be born in Christ, he's a new creation. Hallelujah. And all things are passed away. And behold, all things are being made new. He said, because of this, I don't lose heart. Because I have an assurance of my salvation. And he said, because of the light of this gospel, I don't preach myself. Because I don't preach myself or boast about myself. Because there ain't nothing about me to boast about. But I will boast in the Lord. Why will I boast in the Lord? Because it's in him, the glorious light of this gospel that I've been transformed. I'm coming to a close. He says, because of this, he says, because of this, he gets to verse seven. He gets to verse seven in second Corinthians chapter four. And he says, and he says this, he says, but we have this treasure and earthen vessels that the excellency that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. He says that listen because of the light of this glorious gospel he says but we have this treasure. Now what is the treasure? Many people and scholars will talk about the treasure and what it actually is. And we go off a little context clues because of the earlier verses that says because of the light of the of the gospel revealed through Jesus Christ. Yes, that is the treasure. I just made, the, made you know that the gospel is the treasure of which we have. And see, you have to understand it's because of this gospel that keeps our faith rooted. Yeah. It's because of you knowing the truth of God is what keeps you rooted when persecution and when, uh, when, when you're going through various trials and tribulations in life. It's because you know the fact that if Jesus was not defeated, nor will I be defeated. And though I don't like what I'm going through right now, because let's be honest, nobody likes pain in the room. Nobody does. If you, if you had your choice, 
I don't got to talk for you. I'll talk for me. I would avoid going through certain things in life. If God gave me a, a, another door and told me, hey, I don't got to go through this. Guess what? I'm taking that door. If God told me like, hey, I got a promise for you and uh, uh, you're going to um, you going to listen on the other side of this door. Like, it's okay, on this side, you got to go through, do this, this, and that to finally get to that, you know, to, to where I'm taking you, right? Like, you know, like, I really got it for you to be in the six figures, but I don't, but you can't do money yet, but I'm going to take you through this door so you can get preparation for that. Or you can go through door number B or letter B, where though, hey, you can skip past all that training preparation, go straight to it. How many of you go on the door B? I am. Come on. Don't let me line up in here. If God said I got a million dollars on door B and I don't got to go through door A to try to get through the stop, I'm going through door B. Come on, somebody like, Shh, you got to tell me twice. I'm going through that. If God said that, hey, I don't got to go through no trouble, no sorrow, and all of that stuff like that. Oh, I'm going through that door. Nobody likes pain. Nobody likes trials and tribulation. The crazy thing, you know how we're different than the angels? The angels don't understand. The angels are figuring out how do these people still trust God and they go through trials and tribulation. The angels have never gone through anything. That's why the Bible says we have a song that the angels cannot sing because you've been redeemed. They never had to be redeemed. Let me tell you something. The fallen angels who fell with the devil, they don't get a chance for redemption. And why do you think demonic spirits are after you? Because they don't get a chance of redemption. Why do you think the devil's so busy trying to put a... See, this is what Paul says in the earlier verses, that the, 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 that the, the, the ruler of this world wants to keep us veiled. Why do you want to keep you veiled? Because he knows that there's redemption if your eyes get unveiled. Oh, my God. If you only had your eyes lifted and noticed that there is redemption on the other side, if you would take the veil off your eyes and allow the Lord to illuminate to you that there's life on this side. But let me tell you something. That is a counterfeit way of life. He said it's the treasure of this gospel that I have life. It's this treasure, ladies and gentlemen, that guess what? He puts it in who? Earthen vessels. Let me take you on a quick archaeology archaeology and history lesson real quick. In the ancient times, they would put their valuable, precious gifts and treasures and this thing called earthenware. Ladies and gentlemen, these particular vessels were fragile and weak. The Dead Sea Scrolls were found in one of these vessels. If you go and they excavate and you'll see so many pieces of different pottery and all of that stuff and we can trace the times in, the, in, 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 in history where this could have been because that's how fragile they were. What is this? This is a metaphor. What is he trying to tell you? You and I are fragile. You and I are weak. This is not an insult. 
this is not to be ashamed of. No, we're weak individuals. The spirit can be willing, but your flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. Paul said, when I want to do right, evil is always present. It's not that easy. You, we tell people, live for God, live for God. You can shout it down somebody, but it ain't that easy. When you've been tied up into a lot of things in life. It's hard to become untangled when you've been entangled for a while. And while you're saved, your mind got to be sanctified. It got to be renewed. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that there's a lot that's going on in the world and a lot going on in, in, in all and surrounded around us. But you have to understand it is the treasure of this great gospel. But it's not the light of the gospel. I'm coming. I got to give you one more thing. It's not the treasure of the gospel alone. But what keeps us in strength when we feel weak? Ladies and gentlemen, we have this blessed assurance. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you now that, listen, Jesus says in the book of John, chapter 15, ladies, and I think it's chapter 14. I'll give it to you real quick. He says, um, uh, no, no, that's not where I want to go. No, that's not where I want to go. Here we go. Here we go. John 14, verse 19. Here it is. He says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also live. Yeah. Here we go. Verse 20. He says, at that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. What does this mean? I'll help you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus telling the disciples, hey, I'm going off. I'm going away. But guess what? In that day, you will know that I am in my father. What he's talking about on the day of his resurrection, you will know everything I said to you was the truth. And you will guess what he says. And you in me and I in you. What does that mean? Because there's also something that Jesus told them. He said, them, he told them this, that, listen, I'm not going to leave you alone. <laughs> oh, my God, help me now. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, but I'm going to give you another helper. I'm going to give you an advocate. I'm going to give you myself <laughs> in spirit form. Hallelujah. Uh, the Holy Spirit is not a it. It's a person. The Holy Spirit is not a substance. He's a person. He is the third person of the Godhead, not because of rank, but that's just when he came. He came after Jesus. He is the equivalent of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a little doctrinal lesson. There's three in one, meaning God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of them have the same equal right. Three persons distinct in their own nature, but all coexist together. How can we say that God is love if there's no sign that he is love? That's because they existed co-eternally in eternity's past. And how he's able to express love is what we see through the Trinity. Why? Because God has to show you, though we're three distinct, we can be in unity together and be the same page. He said, let me, oh my God, they'll know you by how you love one another. 
Because me, we had unity all along. Why do you think it was hard for Jesus to get on that cross? Because it's the separation. They've never been separated. They were always in the beginning. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you another helper. It's the promise of the Father. But you don't get to that if I don't die. That's why I got to go. Because I, in my bodily form, I'm, I'm limited to what my own natures of law that I put in place. But when I, oh my God, but when I get out of here, I need you to go down to Jerusalem. And I need you to wait for the promise, the gift of God. Because on the day of Pentecost, hallelujah, they were gathered in one room. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and oh my God, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit shall have came upon you. Let me tell you something. The treasure that you got in you is you are weak, but you got God himself to say, yes, I can use a weak individual. Yes, I can use your weakness and turn it for my good. I may be weak, but he's strong in me. I don't know what storm you're going through in your life and you feel weak and you're trying to be strong for yourself and you're trying to be strong for others. Ah, he said, I became it so that all you got to do is rest in my strength. He said, Paul, in my weakness, my, my grace is sufficient enough for you. The treasure, ladies and gentlemen, is why would God himself place himself in weak individuals so you can't boast about your own strength so that the excellency or the excellence of his power may be revealed through you so that other people can see that weak individuals can win when you have the Holy Spirit. my God in this room time is clicking I gotta go ladies and gentlemen the whole moral of this whole text ladies and gentlemen is to help you understand that it is in this treasure that we hold assurance to because let me tell you something the book would say the Ephesians would tell you that the Holy Spirit is our seal that he seals us until the day of redemption that means he's a guarantee he's a deposit on our eternal oh my God reward Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our guide, our comforter. He leads. He's the treasure that we have to hold that's within. It's the Holy Spirit that baptizes us in the family of God. Ladies and gentlemen, he said it's this treasure that's in weak individuals so that you can't boast why are you saved by grace? Ephesians 2 verse uh, 8 and 9 would tell you that you're saved by grace but through faith so that you can't boast about how good you are and how many things I checked off my list. Oh, I did good today. I didn't cut anybody out, check. I didn't overeat today. Let me check that. Man. Homegirl called me at 12 minutes and I ain't even go over there to smash. Check. Listen, checklist. Don't try to act like people don't got it because you think you're going to live by rules and regulate. Oh, I didn't think a bad thought today. Check. 
We want to have these checklists think that God has a, a, a ruling system. That if I check these off the box, oh, my sin is ain't bad as theirs. But it's still sin. Regardless. <laughs> oh, I didn't do this today. Check. Man, bad day. I cussed him out, cut somebody off on the road, didn't care. And then all of this stuff like that. Man, God is bad with me today. <laughs> That's how people think. Because they think that they, their view of God has it as he's looking down at you like this. You did bad today. Oh, Lord, I didn't smoke any weed today. Thank God. Check off. Let's have truth. We have these check boxes because we think that God's looking down like, yo, bad person today, bad person. There is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. There's no condemnation. But you condemn yourself. I'm not saying that God doesn't have a standard. That's not what I'm saying. But you are looking at God like he's trying to do, like he's the teacher just looking at you with a, a checklist. They were on their best behavior today, but around 12 o'clock, they didn't do too good. That's what the blood is for. That's what the blood is for. Yeah, God requires us to live into a standard and distinction, but this is what repentance is for. You will constantly live in a place of repentance in this new life in Christ. Because when you mess up, you understand you are now alert to, uh, you are now alert and knowing to your wrong. And therefore, I don't depend on it. I don't just repent and be like, God, you know my heart today, Jesus. You know my heart today, Jesus. Lord Jesus, you know my heart. You know, I'm still getting my tongue together. Yoda Messiah. And it ain't tongues neither. Yoda Messiah. It's a something else. <laughs> It's, an, it's, a, it's not an unknown one, neither. <laughs> Lord, you know I still struggle with the women. I just can't have one. That's the, that's the thought of the day, though. That's, that's, what it, that's what's going on now. Help me. But you will always live a life. This is the life of sanctification. That real repentance is changing your mind about what you fell to. It's making a change of your mind. Because if I'm really repentant, my mind is changed about that where I don't see it that way anymore. And no longer does that become the same issue that's been hindering because my mind is really changed about it. Because I see what God says about it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is practical. I'm not complicating Christianity to you. It's easy. It, it, listen, it ain't easy, but it's easy. Man complicates a lot of things because we want to put our man-made judgments on people versus what God says in the word and twist what God says so you can fit an image of me and not the image of God. This is not the treasure that you have to become like me or think or become like a human individual that we want you to be shaped and to be. No, no, the goal is to be like Christ. <laughs> Why would I want to be like another weak individual? You weak just like I am.
What's up everyone? This is Pastor Don from Transformation Christian Fellowship and I want to invite you to start off the new year with us for Vision Month. Vision Month is a time where we come together as a church to seek God for direction, for focus, and for vision as we move into and through a new year. So join us for the month of January, either in person or on YouTube, Sundays at 11 o'clock a.m. I believe that starting your year off in this direction will set you up for a successful and prosperous 2023. And remember, transformation starts here. It's no insult. We all fall short of the glory of God. But that's why you have to understand that you have something valuable on the inside of you. It's a person. And that's the Holy Spirit. Now let's come to a close and let's wrap this thing up and let's get to the next verse and we're going out of here and let's celebrate. Here we go. He says, listen, in uh, verse 8, he says this, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. In verse 9, he says, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Why? And Paul goes in, he says, listen, you got a treasure, but because of this treasure, you're going to go through persecution. Because of what you have and what you profess, the life of a Christian is not easy. That's why a lot of people don't go and take this route because it ain't easy. Because it's what the what? Why is it hard? It's because it's hard to deny yourself. It ain't hard to deny everything else. The hardest thing to deny is your flesh. It is the flesh that craves for things, and that's why we sin in the very direction. Are you hearing what I say? Ladies and gentlemen, what he's saying is, listen, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through the tribulation. But here's what you have to know. Because of this treasure that's on the inside of you, because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you can be hard-pressed, but you're not, you're not crushed. Oh my God, say to yourself and say, I can't be crushed. <laughs> I know that divorce may have felt like you was crushed, but you're not crushed. Ah, it didn't destroy you. Ah, you may be afflicted, but let's what? I ain't never getting tore down. Hallelujah. It's one of those toys back in the day that kept a base bottom, and every time you punched it, it came back up again. It's because no matter how hard pressed you might be on every side, and Paul was going through a lot of things because of the cause of Christ and he was oh my god they were they, they were pressing on him almost every day but he said though you can press me you ain't gonna crush me hallelujah how do I know this come here Job hallelujah Job he was hard pressed on every side and God told the devil yeah you can touch him you just can't kill him the reality is you can't kill me because God said you can't because he will never lever he will never allow his people to be crushed man you can crush this body but you can't crush the soul that's why Jesus said don't be afraid of them that can take your life be afraid of man who can take your life and throw you in the pit of hell he said listen ladies and gentlemen you can be hard pressed but I ain't crushed hallelujah a lot of things can be there's a lot of blows that can happen to you but it can't crush you there are times, ladies and gentlemen, that life will leave you so perplexed. 
There are times where it will leave you like with, with wondering what in the world just happened here. I don't understand it. Sometimes life will leave you left for words. I wonder saying like, why is this happening? I don't understand. That's because you got a treasure. Hallelujah. I'm perplexed. Oh my God. It's not me. Oh my God. Jesus never promised us that we wouldn't have trials. Jesus never promised us that you wouldn't have tribulation. Jesus never promised you to say that everything's going to be goody goody in Candyland all day. No, he never said that. He said, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Life will leave you unbubble, will leave you to a place of gasping for air sometime, but I'm never in despair. Hallelujah. He says, listen, he says, we're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, because of the treasure, I am indestructible. Hallelujah. I am indestructible. And I'm so indestructible to the point where as though that even if I am struck down or anything like that, guess what? Even because sometimes people think that sickness is what wins people and causes people to die and all of that stuff like that. To think that sickness had won because a person did not overcome in their physical state. But I got good news for you today. That still didn't destroy them. Why do I know this? Because at the time that Jesus was buried and rose again, he took the keys of, oh my God, oh my God, oh, he took the keys of death and the grave hallelujah and that's why we say oh death where is thy sting oh grave where is thy victory because it can't hold you why it can't hold you because Jesus got up and now to be absent from the body is to be hollow with God why is that because Jesus has destroyed everything that could destroy you hey Hallelujah, ladies and gentlemen. Well, how, how do you know this preacher? Well, let me tell you, help you some more. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? Uh, he says, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day. We are, oh my God, accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But yet, hallelujah, he said, yeah, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who love Jesus. Oh my God, let me tell you here, here this morning. I don't know what it is this year may end, but let me tell you something. You are a conqueror. You gotta put in your mind, I'm a conqueror. When I finish this year, I'm a conqueror. And when I put on my step into January 1st, I'm more than a conqueror. Why? Because I made it to another year around the sun. And what tried to conquer me this year ain't gonna conquer me next year because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if God be for you, who can be against you? I don't care who in the hell would try to raise up against you. The truth of the matter is, if God be for me, look at somebody say, if God be for you, if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. He didn't promise to leave me out here by myself. God not gonna leave me out here by myself. He not gonna leave me alone. Hallelujah, he not gonna leave me alone. Cause Isaiah says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Why, cause God is with me. He is Emmanuel and the government shall be a part.
you have suffered a while after there is always an after don't you ever believe that there's not an after hallelujah I don't care what this year brought for you there's always there's an after <sighs> there's always an after you may not understand why but there is an after There is an after this. Why? So that the glory of God could be seen and you as a weak individual. How did they make it over like that? Because of the treasure. How did they get past something that should have put them in, in, in the crazy house? Because of the treasure. It is the treasure within. That gets me through. It's the assurance of the treasure. I don't care how you fall, and some people make you think that because you've fallen, you gotta re get resaved and that you lose the treasure. No, the Holy Spirit is a seal to my re He's a seal. He seals. He's my guarantee to the day of redemption. The only reason why people lose something because they never got it in the first place. You can't lose something you never had. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't, if you know, if you really got treasure, you ain't trying to come up off of it. <laughs> treasure is something valuable. And God valued you and I enough that says, I'm gonna put this in you. What God is mindful of little you and me? Hallelujah. That he would even think enough to say, you're worthy of it even when you don't feel like you're worthy of it. Because <laughs> there's a treasure within. Hallelujah. And because of this treasure, I'll praise him all the day of my life. Because I found something that the earth couldn't, couldn't get to me. I found something that the world couldn't, that what they tried to offer wasn't better than this treasure. <laughs> it wasn't better than what I found. Because in him I found what I was looking for. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Why don't you worship the Lord in this moment? I thank you. Thank him for the treasure. Thank him that he would even decide to put the treasure in you and I. Hallelujah. What God is mindful of you and I. What, is, what, what type of man would lay down his life and call me a friend when I was an enemy of his? And he did that for me because of the treasure that is within. 
I praise your name, Jesus. Because I found the Savior. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.